He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. Very excited today to be joined for the very first time by Wolfgang Van Halen. Wolfgang, really appreciate you coming on today, man. Thanks for your time. Oh, no, man, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Got a lot of ground to cover in regards to the band Mammoth WVH, the song Distance, the video for the song, and the incredibly positive reaction you've received since its release. Actually, that's probably a perfect place to start. Losing one of the greatest musicians of all time is a pain that the world collectively feels considering all the lives that your dad touched over the course of his lifetime. But losing a parent is a much different pain, one that I and many others know all too well. So how has the response to distance helped in your grieving process, Wolfgang? The whole process in general has has certainly helped a lot, but I don't think it's ever anything that can be, you know, fixed. (laughs) So it's like, while I am so thankful and overwhelmed with the positive response, it's like, it's kind of a wound that can never really close. You know what I mean? I do know. Um, but it's, it's still, I'm, I'm just absolutely astounded with how positive everybody has been, considering that it's, you know, it's a, a much softer song and it doesn't sound like Van Halen. I, I was expecting, I always expect the worst just because I'm just kind of an anxious mess of a person, but I've, I've been blown away by the response. I, I, it's, it's been a very therapeutic experience for sure. I lost my dad a little over a decade ago and have since become a dad myself to three amazing children. So the video for Distance hit me from both directions on a personal level. The message there is so beautifully portrayed, that bond between you and your dad. On an emotional level, as difficult as it may be, I imagine there is a therapeutic quality to sharing that side of you and your dad for the whole world to see. Yeah, I think that was probably one of my favorite things that a lot of people got from the video was it's kind of a like a dual meaning. Like a lot of people got to experience my father as he was to me, more than just the icon they know him as. But then also people can just relate it to their lives. Like so many comments I've seen was like, wow, that was heavy. I'm going to go call my dad right now. Mm. And like, like the, knowing that there's probably a wave of, of sons and daughters calling their dads just to say, I love you the past month uh, makes me feel really great. You know, one thing I did not realize, Wolfgang, and please correct me if I'm wrong here at all, is that Mammoth WVH is all you in terms of not only instrumentation, but vocals, too. Yes, sir. I, I wrote, and when you get the album, it'll say written and performed by Wolfgang Van Halen. Dude, dude, you've got an incredible voice. I'm so glad we get to hear it. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. It's very different for me compared to everything I've done. I mean, was there ever a doubt you'd be taking up that responsibility when it comes to this band, or did you ever feel as though someone else could or should take that mantle? No, I I knew I had to kind of figure out how to get there, because I knew I could at least carry a tune. Um, But it was was the producer, Elvis Basquette, who really pushed me and gave me the confidence to find my my lead tone as a singer, if you will. Growing up in a household such as yours, considering who your dad was and the fact that music was ever present since birth, was there ever a doubt music would be the path you'd follow as you grew up? Not really. Um, It's just kind of where, and and it wasn't like he forced me down the path either. It was just kind of, it just happened. It was never a conscious decision. I just kind of fell down the path, I guess. 
One thing I did know about you, in addition to being a really great bass player, you're also proficient behind the drum kit, and you're a totally underrated guitarist, too, something I think more people should discover very soon if they haven't already. Um, (laughs) Am I assuming too much to say that you may have gotten the greatest guitar lessons of all time from your late father? You are incorrect, because he was a terrible guitar teacher. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. He he never really taught me much on the guitar because he would, I would ask him how to play something, and then he would just proceed to be Eddie Van Halen. So it would be like, I can't do that. You need you need to get me from point A to B, uh, and he just it, it would just be a funny joke just because he's he's so bad. He like he he'd be like, just do this. And then all of a sudden, just shred it up, and it's like I can't do that. You need to help me learn. And it's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> so, were you like me? Were you playing along to you know some of your favorite records? Is that sort of how you learned your own style? Yeah, that's uh, that's basically how I learned everything: uh, drums and, and guitar. Uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I I taught myself through everything. We're fortunate to be spending some time with Wolfgang Van Halen today, talking Mammoth WVH, a nod to Van Halen's precursor in terms of band name. What made you decide to revisit that moniker? Uh, my 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 father, growing up, would would always tell me uh, the story about how uh, Mammoth was the band before Van Halen, and it was a three piece where he sung. Al was playing drums, and uh, a bass player named Mark Stone uh, was playing bass. And uh, I always that name always stuck with me since I was little. I was like, that is such a cool band name. Whenever I grow up, I want to call that my band. And so here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. So this is something you've been like hoping to do your whole life, practically. Oh, I, I, well, and yeah, absolutely. And I, I have been working with the intention of using this name since 2012. Oh wow, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, the, the the very first song I wrote for the project is actually it was, the demo was called Mammoth One, um, and it's going to be on the album. It's called Mammoth. Oh God, I look forward to hearing that, man. Being able to say you've shared the stage with your dad as a member of Van Halen, you understand that band dynamic. So once the concept of live rock shows becomes a reality post COVID, is your goal to be ready to tour, bring on some guys to back you and support that album of this material? Absolutely. I, I've, I've already, we were rehearsing back in 2018. I've got a band ready to go that my dad would come to every rehearsal and got his stamp of approval. So he's really excited about it. And we're all just chomping at the bit to get out there as soon as it, it's safe and we're able we're able to. Sure. Are these, I mean, are these guys you've known for a long time or how did you find <laughs> oh, the yeah, players? They're, they're very good friends. Uh, the drummer is, uh, um, I played with him in Tremonti. Uh, his name's Garrett Whitlock. He's a killer drummer. Um, my good friend Frank Sidoris, who plays guitar with uh, Slash, Miles Kennedy, and the Conspirators, and uh, uh, the bass player is Ronnie Ficaro, a good friend, a friend of a friend that we met through the process, um, and uh, he played with Falling in Reverse. Oh wow! Okay, uh, so most of those players, guys, great dudes. Yeah, most of those guys I've rubbed elbows with over the course of doing festival shows and things like that. So those, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, those Absolutely. names are definitely, that's very cool, man. Right on. Yeah, they're great dudes. So how about in terms of the studio? Do you have an album's worth of songs already recorded at this point? I have almost two albums worth. Wow. I, I recorded I recorded 28 songs for this first album uh, because it was just over the years and I kept recording. Uh, it was a big process of trying to figure out who I was as my own artist. Um, and so while there is a certain amount on the album, there was maybe 10 to 16 ideas that are just kind of waiting to be finished that I'm sure will show up on, 
on future albums. I've heard you talk about the process of writing Distance and how it's been a work in progress for quite a while for you. Is the creative process, writing songs, arrangements, lyrics, is that something that comes pretty naturally to you, or do you feel as though you need to expend a lot of energy in that capacity? Lyrically, lyrics is probably my the freshest thing for me so it's it's definitely more of a challenge compared to the other things when it comes to a a song usually i i start by writing something on just like an acoustic guitar and then i put a demo together in logic and uh and i always write the melody the vocal melody first um and so lyrics are usually the last thing that comes with it um but it's partly probably because it's my most unfamiliar area, but I think I'm actually really, I was worried that I was going to sing lyrics that I was like, Ooh, that's kind of cringy or whatever. <laughs> but uh, after being on the other side of recording the album, I'm actually really proud of, of, of everything I've sung. And I, there's not a moment where I'm like, Ooh, that's weird. <laughs> what do you like most about the recording studio? I know most artists will tell you there's nothing like playing live. That's pretty much their favorite thing, or at least most <laughs> people I've talked to, but what about the recording studio? What do you love about that experience? Oh, I just love it so much and be, being able to to play all the instruments is just another such a fun thing because uh, just taking every angle from the recording process it, it's just such a fun because all, all it really is is just me uh, Elvis and uh, the producer and uh, his engineer Jeff um, and the three of us are just su- such great friends that it's really just us hanging out making music we like to hear so there's there's nothing more I like to do than that. You mentioned distance as being, I think the word you used was a softer song. So I'm guessing the rest of this material is, uh, I, I don't know if aggressive is the right word, but more aggressive than distance. Oh, for sure. There's definitely some other uh, songs that echo that the, the, the vibe of distance on the album. Um, but I, overall, I would say, yeah, it's a, it's a rock album, but uh, it's not just straight, you know, every song doesn't sound the same. Like there's, I would say that it's it's pretty diverse. Like you can, it's you can definitely tell it's the same band, but I think there's there's a core sound, and then over to the left it gets softer, and over to the right it gets a little heavier. Um, but I guess everybody else will just have to see when they get it. Yeah, look forward to that. So you're targeting 2021, obviously, at some point. Yeah, definitely. Right now it's kind of uh, spring-ish, but uh, I guess we'll we'll have to see once it gets hammered down. Cool, man. When it comes to performing Distance Live, like you may next October, for example, when you play the Aftershock Festival, I noticed that's already on your calendar. I'm sure there will be a lot of emotions running through you. Do you have a place you go to mentally on stage that can help you get through an experience like that? If there is, I haven't found it yet, because I I still can't make it through the song myself Hmm. uh, on my own. Um, But I'm going to have to find a way to get there. (laughs) Uh, And I know I will, but... uh, no matter what, it'll certainly be an, an emotional song to, to play every night. I'll uh, bet. For sure. Yeah. Well, I hope the crowd at Aftershock and everywhere else you play gets to know the song well enough where if they need to pick up where you left off, I'm sure they'd be more than happy to help you out there. You know, maybe <laughs> that that's the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wolfgang, it's been a pleasure, man. I'm re- I've really been looking forward to talking to you. I love the song. I can't wait to hear the album. And boy, I hope the world gets back to some semblance of normalcy so I can see you play. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. This is, this is great. You come to Des Moines, Iowa. You look me up, my man. You got it. Thanks, Wolfgang. Appreciate your time. Have a good one, man. You too. Thank you so much.